Hello and welcome to Ecology and Me, a citizen scientist podcast for curious humans. I'm Kate Douglas, curious human, and today we're talking trees, tree leaves, to be more specific. Okay, so autumn has always been my favorite season, and not just because of the pumpkin-flavored everything, it's because all my friendly tree neighbors put on a show for us in the fall. A glorious 11 o'clock number with red, gold, orange, yellow costumes before all the trees strip down to their skivvies and go to sleep. Truly a familiar lifestyle to me. But why does this sexy little striptease happen at all? Why do tree leaves change color? Is it like a mood ring that shows how the tree is feeling? I sat down with arborist Ashley Sabelli-Pettis to get some answers. Okay, so first things first, Ashley says that in order to understand what happens to tree leaves in the fall, we have to understand what's happening in spring and summertime. Uh, And by the way, the trees that lose their leaves are called deciduous trees. So, I mean, that sounded like a Victorian insult to me, like, you're being very deciduous. But I'm already getting distracted. During the summertime, you know, a tree is just taking in sun and its leaves. The active ingredient that is changing that sunlight into sugars is the chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is a pigment that is responsible for the green color of many plants. I think I remember that from somewhere, sometime in biology class. What I did not know is that chlorophyll appears green because it doesn't absorb the color green very well. That's right. Chlorophyll-containing tissues appear green because green light is reflected off the cell walls. So that means the colors we see are the colors that are not present in the object we're looking at? Did I just rock your world there? I hope so. Okay, back to plants. There's there's also in leaves not just chlorophyll, but other... Um, other pigments. So you have anthocyanins, which is a red kind of pigment, cartony, which is like an orange kind of pigment, and then the yellow one. They're called xanthophylls, which to me sounded like another kind of old insult, which I loved. Like, you xanthophyll, how could you? (laughs) But basically all these pigments are also in the leaves. They just don't get the chance to shine in the summer because, you know, the chlorophyll is like... I'm getting all the sun, you know, you guys, I'm pushing you guys all the way. So as soon as the days get shorter, these pigments get to shine. That's why your leaves turn red and orange and yellow. Okay, but why yellow and red and orange? Why not purple or blue? Turns out there's lots of theories about these colors. Some contradictory, which is always very exciting. A 2007 paper published in the Botanical Review offers a couple theories. One, that these leaves are like a big flashing neon sign to animals to come eat my fruits while you can, sort of like a going out of business sale. Another theory, these leaves actually mean the opposite, like danger, keep out, don't eat my chemical leaves, ah. And there's other theories out there about pests and sun damage, and it's all very exciting because it means I can hopefully do at least another few episodes on trees and ask a thousand more questions. Okay, so we've talked about leaves changing color. So why do leaves fall? Why do the trees shake off their leaves like it's no big deal? How come when leaves fall off, they don't leave hundreds of little sappy wounds all over the tree? Once that tree starts to go into dormancy, those cells are no longer active because they're 
not really getting any sugar or water. And then they just kind of, they, they break off and then the leaves fall. Some trees are more resilient. That little cell wall is more resilient. So like corcus or oak trees, they tend to hold on to their leaves a lot longer. In the city, honey locusts are like maybe the first leaves to drop off. Um, they're the, the tree with that long legume shaped seed pod. And they have like lots of numerous tiny yellow, white, little yellow leaflets that fall to the ground that people are just like, it's so messy or whatever. I am not one of these people. I instead try to gather these leaves into piles and crunch them under my feet and make rubbings out of them. Have I told you all how much I love fall? Ginkgo trees, they drop their leaves all in one day. Every single leaf that they have. And it's kind of just a simultaneous, it's just a, a drop. That's not how other trees do. But ginkgos just drop their leaves instantly all at the same time. So dramatic. It is. So giggles are super dramatic. You know, they, they're like, I've been here the longest, so I can do what I want. <laughs> and yes, they have been here such a long time. Ginkgos are called a living fossil because it is one of the Earth's oldest living tree species. The earliest ginkgo fossils date 270 million years ago. That is 2,375,200,000,000 hours of television, which, you know, is probably too much television. And the tree knows it's going to dormancy and in the wintertime it just completely stops everything. If there's no leaves on a tree, it's not making sugar. If you have no leaves, it's not really feeding itself. And then if the ground is frozen, it can't transport water. So trees just basically put themselves in a state of dormancy during the winter. And then as soon as it starts to warm up, so do the trees. And because of the ever-changing climate now, unfortunately, a lot of trees are kind of confused in a sense. A new study out of Zurich shows that by the end of the century, trees could get naked three to six days earlier than they do right now. That doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but hear me out. Trees soak up carbon dioxide and give us fresh oxygen to breathe. That's why they're so magical. But when forests lose their leaves in the fall, they start to emit carbon dioxide instead of soaking it up. So we have to support our forests and trees in the years ahead if we want them to keep their clothes on. Oh, and support us in removing carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. That too. I would be a ginkgo. What kind of tree would you be? It changes, right? <laughs> um, depending on like how I'm feeling. Um, <laughs> but right now, I think I would be a tulip tree. It's a, na- it's a native tree to New York as well. I, I just think the leaves are super beautiful. They kind of look like bells in a, in, a, in a sense. And they grow these like, upright tulip shaped flowers but what's really awesome about them they're you know their trunk is very tall and straight and it it grows super super tall i also could be a sweet gum these are the trees if you're ever walking in the street and you see those prickly seed balls right and they're brown they're everywhere right that comes from a sweet gum tree their leaves look like a little star so they have five points to them And if you're ever next to a sweet gum tree, take a leaf and crumble it up and smell it. It's a a really aromatic smell to this leaf. And I always say someone's going to bottle that up one day and become a multimillionaire. And and it was my idea. (laughs) Sweet gum perfume. You heard it here first. Okay, so recap. Chlorophyll, the green pigment in leaves, is tied to how much sunlight is available. So as the days get shorter and fall and winter, there's less sunlight, and the other pigments and leaves start to come to the forefront. And then the tree starts to slow down, head into dormancy, 
and this cell wall that was holding the leaf to the tree breaks away. And if you're a ginkgo, you decide to take off all your clothes at once. So I spoke to Ashley about a ton of other fascinating questions that I received from listeners and friends, like, do trees get sad? Do trees have intergenerational trauma? Why can fruit stay on a tree for a long time, but it rots as soon as it drops to the ground? So if you want to hear more, visit my Patreon, where I'm releasing even more content. And that's at patreon.com slash ecologyandme. Thank you for listening. I'm Kate Douglas. This episode was recorded, mixed, and produced by me. Theme song is by the amazing Matthew Dean Marsh. Be sure to follow us on social at ecologyandme.